Hi there listeners. Welcome to episode 128 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. This is me Neha Shetty and I'm so glad to have you all listening in. ODI cricket dying a slow death after the surge in T20 leagues across the globe is not unknown. Not long ago, the 50 over cricket games were one of the most competitive and interesting games to watch. Fans absolutely loved the format as it was a combination of both tests and T20Is. The aura it possessed back then had some magic in it. However, things are different in the present scenario. This episode will delve deep into ODI cricket and its relevance in the current day and age. With the surge in franchise cricket all across the world and with the upliftment of test cricket, the ODI format seems to be losing its sheen and going out of public radar. Barring the ODI World Cup, which is the only tournament in 50 overs cricket which has its significance intact till now, all other bilateral tournaments have become pale. The shrink in the game could possibly be the result of the increasing popularity of the T20 cricket and a surge in people's emotion towards test cricket after the introduction of the World Test Championship. The International Cricket Council worked tirelessly to revive the charm of the traditional format of cricket. As a result, ICC introduced a World Test Championship which surprisingly reignited the fans' affection towards the longest-running format. Even though just a handful of countries actively play test cricket, the WTC has phenomenally done well to keep its significance. Furthermore, if we look back a few years, not many cricket leagues existed. There were just a few that dominated the format. However, now every other cricketing board has its own T20 cricket league. The popularity of the format is such that a few cricket boards even run more than one T20 league. However, among all these in the last few years, ODI cricket didn't see enough action going on. Following the end of the ODI World Cup 2019, the cricketing boards focused more on T20Is and tests. If we take India's case, the Indian national cricket team has played just 24 ODI games since their horrible loss against New Zealand in the ODI World Cup 2019. Several cricket experts and active cricketers have expressed their views on the decline in ODI cricket that has recently brought the discourse on ODI cricket and its relevance. The haphazard and unplanned scheduling of ODIs. Now apart from the World Cups, World Cup qualification and continental tournaments, what is the need for so many bilateral T20Is when countries already have their leagues running for almost 2 months involving international stars? On the other hand ODIs have no such leagues and their existence is entirely dependent upon bilaterals scheduling by boards is done in such a way that ODI bilaterals are being compromised upon to try and put more T20 or test cricket as a result players like Ben Stokes or in the future stars like Virat Kohli and Kane Williamson might pull out of the ODI format because they've complained of the extra workload Where is the format eventually headed? Now the ICC introduced the ODI Super League as the qualification tournament for the ICC ODI World Cup 2023. Since COVID-19 struck at the very start of the league, it was haphazard for the audiences to understand. 13 teams are a part of this league and each team has to play 24 games, 12 home and 12 away. The 12 games are a part of four series of three matches each. Each team doesn't have to play every other team and thus the format of the league doesn't even make sense. It has been so much neglected by the respective boards that South Africa forfeited its three match series against Australia to accommodate its new IPL style domestic T20 league. 
the ICC needs to have clarity on the Super League. Just like the World Test Championship has been revised and now every test match played is a part of the WTC, Super League's functioning could also be made more linear and understandable to the audiences for starters. Whether the 50-over format is on a deathbed or not is debatable. But if it is, the onus clearly lies with the ICC and the boards for not giving it enough context and meaning. Nor the gap for the audiences to understand the game in an era where T20 leagues and WTC has just caught the imagination. The modern era or new era of cricket is that of T20s. Be it franchisee cricket or T20 internationals, the T20 format is the most popular format of cricket in current times. So has Test cricket lost its popularity in this T20 era? Not quite. Test cricket is still as popular as ever because it has its own charm and uniqueness. One day cricket on the other hand is kind of a mix of both T20s and Tests. It's not as long as Test matches but it certainly isn't as short as the T20s either. Surprisingly, ODI cricket has lost its popularity and is often considered as the most irrelevant format in the game. Let's talk about the decreasing popularity of ODI cricket. Now why did this happen? This is perhaps because of the new rules that were implemented in the past and also due to the rapid rise of the T20 format. Franchisee cricket continues to grow rapidly and test cricket has its own importance. So why are ODIs the least popular format at the moment? You can say that the ODI World Cup is still the most important and popular tournament in cricket. Yes, but what about when there is no World Cup going on? When was the last time you witnessed an enthralling or competitive ODI series? You might have to give this some thought and I'm sure that you will recall a series between big cricketing nations like India, Australia and England that often dominate the headlines. It is clear that ODI cricket is not the same as it was in the past. People who don't like the one-day format can say it is not as competitive and is kind of boring these days. And it is true to an extent too. One-day cricket in the current era is dominated by the batters. Everyone likes to see the big sixes and fours in a game, but most of the ODI games are not as competitive as they used to be. Even scores of 330 are mowed down. So how can ODI cricket become relevant again is a very important and pertinent question. Another burning question is how can those in power or an administration ensure its revival? Now with the rise of T20 cricket, especially in the franchisee format, the ODIs seem to be an afterthought. What's more, it's due to get worse with every passing week or year. The huge news that came from South Africa pulling out of their one-day leg of the Australia tour, which was scheduled between Jan 12th to 17th in 2023, due to the requirement of their international stars in the recently made T20 league, and that will put their automatic qualification in danger for the 50-over World Cup in India later that year, but they still seem undisturbed. There's also a common complaint that ODIs have become irrelevant off late. Now, why is this so? This is mostly because of the cricketing schedule and if one goes through it, you will understand why. The first half of the summer in England ended with the conclusion of the Blast, that is England's domestic T20 tournament. And what's to follow are the 100, the Caribbean Premier League, T20 Asia Cup, ICC T20 World Cup and the Big Bash League. As a corollary? The next year's 50-over World Cup, which is actually 15 months away from now, feels 30 years away. The one-day series that took place between Pakistan and West Indies in Multan in June was an example of how players appeared to have been pushed to play those games in a city where the daytime temperature in that month touched 40 degrees Celsius. Everything seemed to have been done just for the sake of points towards that automatic World Cup qualification. 
In the same way, England and Netherlands took on each other in an historic bilateral series in the Dutch country just for the points. The games were played between the end of the second test and the start of the third test between England and New Zealand, which meant most of the main players weren't even part of that series. To surprise all, Netherlands too missed a few of their vital players, which really poses the question of why the series went ahead in the first place, to, you know, just contribute to a jam-packed schedule. Let's now talk about issues with the Tri-Nation series. Recently, former India player Vaseem Jafar used his Twitter handle to bring a new insight on ODIs. Because India played their last ODI in England on July 17th and South Africa were due to begin their one-day series against England on July 19th, Vaseem Jafar felt that the board could have rather organized a tri-series to increase the excitement. But there are a couple of issues with the Tri-Nation series. One is about the financial concern and secondly, it's about finding that three-week window in the calendar year that is agreeable to the three teams. Back in the day, the amount of Tri-series was given a lot of importance because T20 didn't exist back then. But that's not the case anymore. Two World Cups in two years is cooling down the excitement of the ODI World Cup. Now, the quality of games has also played a major role in bringing down the excitement of fans. Most followers of the game were glued to the England-India ODI series, but there was hardly any interest in the Pakistan-West Indies or the West Indies-Bangladesh series. Moreover, one T20 World Cup every two years with all those franchisee competitions across the world has really erased the excitement you know, that a 50-over World Cup brings. So now, what can be done to revive ODI cricket? The ODI Super League is a terrific concept to help revive ODI cricket. However, there are a few things within the ODI match itself that can be altered to ensure its attractiveness. 1. Ditching two new balls. Now, when was the last time you saw a reverse swing in a one-day game? I don't think you can recall it, right? Now, the art of reverse swing is extinct in ODI cricket. This is because of the two new balls rule one ball for each end in ODI cricket which has resulted in the extinction of reverse swing. Reverse swing kept the bowlers and the balance between the bat and ball in the game. But two new balls, flat pitches, small boundaries has certainly tilted the game in the favour of the batters. ICC should definitely consider this rule and to keep the format relevant, it will have to make matches more interesting for the viewers. Ditching the two new balls and the possible return of reverse swing will absolutely make ODIs all the more interesting and relevant. The Big Bash 2 recently introduced the same concept in the form of power surge and it surely made the game exciting. Runs were scored, but a lot of wickets also fell during the power surge period. The same effect can happen in ODI cricket with a fielding captain forced to keep fielders inside the circle, which can also bring about some wickets and a better balance in the game. More matches for associate nations or lower ranked teams. Now, small nations like Ireland, Netherlands, Zimbabwe, Afghanistan, Scotland and even Sri Lanka for that matter, should get to play more matches against the biggies like India, Australia, England and others. In the current times, the big nations mostly play amongst themselves and due to that, the small nations don't get a chance to play against strong teams. Even teams like Sri Lanka and Bangladesh rarely get to play against the likes of 
England or Australia. The ODI Super League will allow more teams to play with each other and this will give context. This will definitely help the smaller teams and the game itself to grow, which is the ultimate aim. Cricket is a very unique sport as it has three different formats and all of them have their own significance and importance. One day cricket is unique and it shouldn't end up being completely irrelevant or just erased as fans have some very fond memories with the format that definitely deserves to stay. Return of the batting power play. Now, batting power play was part of the game until 2015. The batting team had the option to take the batting power play in the last 10 overs of the game. Now, only three fielders were allowed outside the 30-yard circle. Now, this really brought in a very different dimension to the game, especially in close chases when the batting side had only one or two batters left at the crease. But in the current situation, it needs to be implemented correctly or the game will tilt even more in favour of the batters. So what is the way forward for the 50-over bilateral games? People have to look at reality, otherwise it won't be long enough to receive a huge punch in the face. The economic structure of the game is based on franchisee cricket which is ruling the roost. Franchisee cricket is ruling the roost and this goes without saying. So cut bilateral cricket and go in that direction. Ravi Shastri discussed this on a Sky Sports show. You will never be able to stop players from going and playing in different franchisee leagues. You can't deprive a guy from earning his bread and butter. Now, with the amount of cricket that's being played, players will have to cut down one format and unfortunately, one-day cricket could be your possible scapegoat. Ben Stokes has taken a step on his part and taken the retirement from one-day cricket. 50 overs cricket can survive if you focus on just one World Cup and from the ICC's point of view, paramount importance should be given to the World Cups. The bucks have to increase for people to realize and be a part of it. Ravi Shastri rightly pointed out what can be done. For other small boards, they will have to look at franchisee cricket for revenue, otherwise they may break down financially in the future. One of the ways can be to ask the boards to pay for the window of their franchise cricket and that money can be redistributed. It's not about planning, but about how you see the whole game fitting together and that's where the administrators need to be more enlightened to try and work it out. Mike Atherton pointed this out as to how boards can you know, design franchisee cricket in a better shape. For example, the 100 plunged in the middle of the season for a month without being given much thought of how it affects the game altogether can be considered. Ravi Shastri too thinks that in the future there will be one big World Cup and the rest of it will just be different leagues happening around the world. But for a few countries, they may want to leave out Test cricket and play more ODIs and T20s. Now, if all of a sudden the one-day games are scrapped out, it will be a huge elephant in the room for them in the future. So the game is at a tipping point right now and it's high time that the boards come together and discuss how they want to shape out the 50-over games in the coming days. With this, we draw curtains on the episode that served as a discussion of the ODI format and its relevance. Thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support. Please follow and press the bell icon on Spotify and subscribe to the podcasts on Google Podcasts for the latest episode updates and stay tuned. Do check out at the rate never on the back foot on Instagram and at the rate never on the back one on Twitter for the latest facts, trivia, terminology, retweets, fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Until then, take care and stay safe listeners. Bye for now.